Welcome to the Stratcom podcast series. I'm Amad Kablan. I'm a presenter at TRT World. I host a show called Double Check. Today we'll be talking about the importance of journalism encountering disinformation. With me, I have Russell Saradar Atash, who is a senior correspondent at Al Jazeera English. Thank you for joining us, Russell. Thank you for having me, Amar. Firstly, I'd just like to ask you: Is journalism important? to counter disinformation? Well, when it comes whether journalism is really um, important to counter the disinformation, I have um, some remarkable questions. So first, I will say that journalism itself also can be very well a part of the disinformation itself. So when we talk about the journalism, we are somehow, like in our imagination, we are putting journalism in a into a very idealistic uh, idealistic position journalism is not that so we need to talk about which kind of journalism so at the ideal level yes journalism is supposed to counter the disinformation but in reality is it? so i have questions when it comes to that i think by the rise of the social media or the digital platforms and the journalism the traditional journalism that the way that we know is also losing the credibility and the ground and it is becoming more and more a part of the disinformation itself and also another level is that journalism is becoming more and more into the politics or being influenced by the politics so it's much more biased comparing the journalism of decades ago so the ethical codes of the journalism are being really eroded. There is an erosion into the, the principles of the journalism itself. This is not only the problem in this particular part of the world, but also it's a phenomenon of the worldwide, I mean, yeah, worldwide phenomenon. So we have seen that particularly during the, uh, the, the, the presidential campaign or in the USA in 2016, we have seen the sharp division in the American media, which is one of the benchmarks of the global media, or when it comes to the, the UK-based media particularly as well. So we have seen that media's outlets in the USA either have been sidling with, 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 with Trump or against Trump. That has been a crystal clear case there. Doesn't matter what the Republicans or President Trump does was wrong for some of the media outlets, and for the others, it was completely wrong or right. So that is creating a very toxic position when it comes to journalists to have certain political views and to just simply determine their sides. In that sense, they have been also a part of disinformation campaign. Look, in 72, if I'm not wrong, when President Nixon was running for president and conducting the presidential campaign, the credibility of the media by that time has declined to 42%, which means roughly more around 58% uh, of people were believing that by that time that the media is not trustable. So 55 out of 100% simply did not believe the media, what media is seeing. And in 2016, based on some trustable surveys, we, the numbers are telling us a very dramatic scene, a very dramatic story. The credibility of the media has declined to 36, which means 46, sorry, 64 out of 100 persons 
believe that media is simply lying or it's biased or it's not reliable or not trustable. So that is quite um, a blow for, our, for, for the credibility of our journalism. And the reason for that is that the newsrooms, the journalists are more and more being engaged into the politics and having some certain ideological positions, certain political positions when it comes to the matters, whether it's about the global affairs or the climate change or the abortion, whatever you can imagine, whatever we cover in, during our daily courses as part of our job. So they have some certain positions and this is making journalists, rather turning journalists into, the, into activists. And that is undermining the credibility. Imagine that millions and even to a certain extent, billions of dollars are being poured into this business, into this industry. At the end of the day, journalism global-wide is not able to convince 64% of people. So that's a dramatic um, story. So in that sense, I will say that journalism itself is becoming a part of this information. When it comes to Palestine-Israeli conflict, when it comes to China, when it comes to Europe, climate change and whatever. Look, there are several, I will say, main issues that we can see how the environment mm -hmm. of the journalism is being shaped. And what are the priorities for journalists? They, what are the main coverage that they go on? And you can see that there is a de deliberate agenda or there are some, in some cases, that they, they deliberately avoid covering mm -hmm. the story. So in that sense, when the journalism itself is not that much credible, I will be very much skeptical uh, regarding its credibility and regarding its position and functionality to counter disinformation. So it's quite a time, actually, to revisit the... Uh, ethical codes of the journalism itself, the way that we understand. Now, of course, it's really important, some of the points you raised. Now, when we look at the way how information and news is con consumed, we, we see that, of course, in the past, there was uh, maybe one source of information, which was the radio um, and then newspapers and television. But today, you know, with social media, we have access to not just journalists, opinions from everyone instantly, the immediacy of information. So it's changed the way we communicate. So can you also expand on the idea of how social media is changing the landscape of journalism, of information, authentic information? Well, I will continue on the same track. Having more options doesn't mean that you have better options. So, or having more options doesn't mean that you have the trustable source of the information. Definitely, social media or the digital revolution, so-called revolution, has changed the patterns of the communication. Formally, in terms of the formats, it changed everything dramatically. And now the traditional media, media the commercial media, is definitely struggling to find its own ways to survive. However, what have been the effects of the social media or the digital platforms? Is it really making our job, people's job, ordinary people, um, easier to reach to the trustable information or not? That is the correct question. For sure, now, for example, I and you, we are having an interview or just a dialogue and conversation 
through a quite uh, naive device of the communication in Zoom. So, and there are uh, hundreds of the alternatives regarding to that. So you can be on Twitter, create a space, and with the people all around the world, like it's spontaneously just uh, starting a conversation and some, in some cases, 10,000 of the people can join you. And at the same, within the same second, there can be the hundreds and thousands of the other space rooms also that they can conduct to, that, to this, this kind of the conversation. On Zoom, you can do that. On WhatsApp, you can do that. And on, on various other platforms, it's possible. So each of them are creating, to a sense, different media platforms at the same time. So it's becoming much easier and cheaper and so on. But does it bring any kind of expertise when we crave for the true information, for the truth, really for the trustable and reliable information regarding a certain issue? Is this really making our job easier to understand? I remember when I just started being a journalist in 2005, it was to a certain extent, despite all of that backwardness of the technology of that time, it was easier to reach some trustable sources. And now it's the year 2021, when I need a trustable information or source of information, I am struggling. There are so many platforms and so many information all around, but it's so difficult really to distinguish the true information from the fake one, from the false one. So having more options doesn't necessarily mean that you can reach the or have an access to the right and true information. And also, by the way, the social media, one of the social media, the, 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 the negative effect of the social media or the digital platforms is that. So it is creating too much options, but on the other hand, it is in parallel, creating a shallowness as well and making people a little bit lazy, a little bit sloppy in this journey of having access to the right and trustable information. So another negative aspect of that is the lack of accuracy and in-depth as well. So more and more, we are big with the new patterns that have been developed are making us more and more impassioned when it comes to particularly the long formats or the in-depth information. We have been um, developing a sense, a habit of just getting into stuff within 20 seconds, which is impossible. But that is affecting us. And now, so day by day, we are getting um, away from the conventional media and getting much more used and into the, these new social platforms or the digital platforms. However, it is bringing a shallowness as well. So in that sense, yes, it is giving you much more opportunities regarding making your voice heard. But on the other hand, definitely it's not bringing you the accuracy and the in-depth. And just finally, I want to ask you about this. Do you think that, you know, the owners of, you know, these huge media networks are open to this type of change or they want this to continue? I think for now, it's quite tough for the owners as well because they really have lots of uncertainties in front of them. They're also trying to find a way how to be more competitive and relevant. On the other hand, it's not that much easy actually to give up on these traditional broadcasters as well, because still, as I said, 
there's a huge, tremendous opportunity or tremendous resource there that they can galvanize on. But on the other hand, definitely the rise of digital media is very much consistent. I mean, they have been used to say that digital, the, the, the digital is the future. So now we know that digital is not the future. Digital is now, is, that, is, is the moment actually. So it's there. It's a revolution and we all, in any way, we have to, in our, during our daily life trajectory, we need to deal with it. It's here. It's not the future. Now it's arrived and well-established and it's not going to go anywhere soon. So that's a reality. But on the other hand, the, the tremendous opportunities, potential of the commercial media is also still there. Now, many of the digital platforms, sorry, the TV platforms or the owner of the traditional outlets are trying to find a way how to adopt this new reality, how to define the fields that will be really good for digital or TVs, or how to create an ideal workflow between the digital sections and the traditional sections like TV, newsroom, broadcasting newsroom, and the digital platform. That is still a struggle. We can see that more and more these two entities are becoming separate. In the beginning, the trend mainly was that the digital departments should be a kind of substitute to the TVs. But then the digital, definitely they have announced or declared and in the natural course of the life, they independence. And for now, these huge media outlets are really struggling how to create a workflow between them because digital is, is just acting separately and TV is, is acting and, or continuing in a uh, completely separate way. That now are the, are the questions that the owners are asking themselves. In some cases, the digital platforms of the media outlets are being provided more budget than the TV itself. However, it's quite risky as well. When it comes to interactions or when it comes to the, the input, um, after all of that uh, investment, in many cases, it's, it's, it has been epic failures as, epic failure as well. So as I said, the owners are still building a strategy and it is too early to see really what is going to evolve. But at the end of the day, I think the main reason of the existence of the media as a whole, whether it is TV or digital, newspaper, radio, or any other means, the main reason of the existence of the media is the accuracy and in-depth. So I believe whoever built on these two principles for the long term are going to win because the credibility is definitely much more important than being clicked or having millions of the followers. At the end of the day, that's very much important. By the way, I mean, while concluding the story, Omar, there are several news outlets, newspapers, websites, digital platforms, um, social media accounts that have millions and millions of followers. But when it comes to the influence, the influence does not sometimes goes in a in, in proportionally, I would say. You can see that there are some credible sources that have less followers, less audience, but when they come up with a story, that influence is bigger than you expect. And that is the credibility. So having more followers or more audience does not automatically mean that you have more influence over people.
Good start, Atash. Thank you for sharing your important views on information, journalism, and digital transformation on the Stratcom podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me.